Can anyone catch them, do you think? Uh, yes, of course. As unbelievable as it sounds, this is another Arsenal podcast that is the Away Gunners podcast. We bring news and reaction from Arsenal fans from all over the world. On this episode of the Away Gunners podcast, me, Arun, Ellen and Deepak get together to discuss the topsy-turvy game against West Ham which ended in a 3-3 draw. We discuss about the goals conceded, the players and the goals scored. We also discuss about the mentality and Arteta's game plan in general. Do check out. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Away Gunners Podcast. We have got the whole gang back with us. Hi Arun, hi Ellen, hi Deepak. Hi guys. <laughs> so, a very, 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 very entertaining uh, game. Actually, both Arun and Deepak predicted a draw and it was true. So, <laughs> but you guys I, predicted... I, a... I usually go with 1-1, but then like it became 3-3 and I'm not complaining. <laughs> not complaining because 3-3? I thought you would be complaining because of 3-3. Well, yeah, there, there there are things to complain about, but then we did have an entertaining game. So when you think about that, mm-hmm. we did make a comeback by playing half, one hour of, of very good football. So I, I, I am trying to look at the positives. <laughs> That's a new thing. Deepak, let me, <laughs> let, let me start with you regarding the game, actually. Do you think it as a comeback or a chance missed for us to, you know... Um, do something because we did after the 3-3 we did have time to you know uh, make it make it a win 4-3 or whatever to make it a win even they had chances of course but as an Arsenal fan we should be talking about our chances so do you think that we had the chance to make it a win instead of a one point what what do you think about the game we had the chance to win the game but I am happy with we got a 3-3 draw from where we were. Mm-hmm. So, the first 30 minutes was like, you would say like, even worse than like championship level football. <laughs> okay. So, like, to come from there and like, take a 3-3 draw, I would take it like any day. Yeah, like I would, uh, I would have liked to Pepe to score like either one of those two chances. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm okay with the result with the start we had actually. Because of the game... Because uh, of, yeah, don't yeah. forget, they had Fabian C, who always performs well against us. And when we are 3-0 down, to achieve 3-3 is a big achievement. No, that, so is, that is Another true. thing is, yeah. they did have two chances right towards the end as well, right? So, I don't know mm-hmm. if we really lost an opportunity to win. Uh, maybe it would have been another entertaining 6-6 uh, draw. <laughs> uh, that's how I saw it. Like, when I saw the game, I didn't think it was just going to end 3-3. I thought it was going to be like 6-6 or something, the way the teams are playing. So, But Arun, um, the the whole point why that question came to my mind is because we are still in the ninth spot, even after whatever we are talking about it. We are still in the ninth spot. We are bang average in the table. Of all the talks about how we have become better from December onwards to till now, the 
league position doesn't show that yes uh, it's very simple we were shit we are getting better the other teams have all been decent so for them it's like any other fluctuation that you have it's either going to make them go one or two spaces up or one or two spaces down and it's those five or six teams that have been doing it city have run away from the rest and the remaining six teams or seven teams or above us are just continuously doing it so it's not about us not getting better yes we are getting better when you think about it over a run of 10 games we got five points Hmm. from october to december so we lost the season pretty much there till we won that chelsea game we had we'd gotten we lost 25 points but we also didn't... but also in this period let's say we played 9 we won 3 we we drew 3 and we lost 3 yeah we lost out of the three that we lost one was against city and i don't think anyone was giving us a chance there no. so let's take that out of the equation i think the other two were one was wolves if i remember right mm-hmm. where we got the dual red card decision right yep The other one, I think it's Burnley. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like it. If you look at it in terms of numbers that way, yeah, it does. It does seem uh, like we have not improved at all. And yeah, we are still where we are or where we will be if Villa plays their game uh, on the table. Like if Villa plays the game, they win it. We are going to be back at ten. Yeah. But the thing is, we were. in the danger of finishing between 11 and 15 mm-hmm. probably even 15 given how like we were playing from october to december if you consider that and if you see uh, the way in which we are lining up on the pitch the way in which we are progressing the ball the way in which there's more intent to create chances even if we don't score all of them that was missing during that three month period mm-hmm. uh, that three month period was very reminiscent of um, emery's tenure uh emery tenure with a bit of i would say um you know like a with 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 a bit of um it was not completely bonkers you know if you think about emery we were like either drawing or losing games but there was no structure to the team right now we are drawing or winning games and there seems to be more structure even during that three month period there was a structure developing and we could see it in terms of how the passes were flowing mm-hmm. you know so I I told right when we started losing in October that this season has to be written off. We cannot like think about this season. This season has to be a test, sort of like to for Arteta to make his team gel together. That's the one season that you take as a manager, and he's taken that. And from now on, anything that happens is going to be progress for the future. And that's how I view it. You know, like you are not having a Wenger or or a Klopp managing the team. who knows how to work with like limited resources get the best out of the team no they we're not having that we're having a manager managing for the first time he has to stamp with authority he has to uh, make players believe by what he's saying the buy in is very important and believe and that's what we are progressing towards and that for me is the biggest positive i really don't see these results as like a loss or a win or a draw i see them as like steps are we in the right direction are we going the right way A, a loss like a wolves loss shouldn't shouldn't bother us honestly like if you think about it we played beautifully in that game apart from when we when we let that goal in and when the shit hit the fan till uh, till that spot we were playing beautifully after that was our own undoing uh, including the red cards mm-hmm. but seriously till then we were playing but then we managed to not plateau after that and we managed to keep going up and that for me is the biggest takeaway and that Honestly I think that's what we should be measuring not where we are on the table right now because that 
you see you're going to be extremely disappointed if you're looking at the table come end of the season we'll be in 10th each week we're not going to move forward because the teams that are above us are way higher in terms of points above us you know so this if you're going to be judging how we're doing by the table that's not going to work this season mm. we need to be realistic at this point I, that's what i'm saying okay but uh, but talking about being realistic though you have you have mentioned that the europa right? league yeah but but then like <laughs> but uh, ellen um, arun kind of mentioned it that we have this uh, we about the problem or the defensive issues that we have been having even in the wolves game we, we we are playing usually there is a meme right it's not arsenal against any team it's arsenal against arsenal and it's that arsenal. happened in this game too when we started playing we, and especially that that kind of makes me question one thing right arteta against which the center back pairing we don't know what yes. is our best center back pairing even in our last part no. we were we were talking about like all our center backs are in almost equal footing which is kind of good and all but the flip side for that is that we don't have a established center half pairing and that is in this in this game especially it kind of looked odd um the uh, passing because, between uh, between both of them were not good yeah no because just to highlight something like say this season right as arun said like not an ordinary season few things one is like arteta to know what is the right thing because even if you see the strategies right it got evolved like what you saw in like say last year to what you are saying at the beginning of this season and now what we are seeing now Mm-hmm. see he has to try many things and then only he can find out what is the correct formula or what is the correct way to proceed this team mm-hmm. the second thing is right like uh, this year right because of covid like you have many games so see the normal year right, like this much of rotation in central would have questioned or this year right unless you do this right there's a big injury waiting to happen for your center back no that is true with the way arsenal uh, lacked it no oh, but that but, is why he's rotating and that is an issue i agree when they rotate right even no no because my my yeah. question is right like for this especially um, for this game after this game we are going into an international break we don't have to rotate that much because the players are going to get the no, rest the players are going to get rest no the players are going to get rest i'm not saying that again i said like it has two parts right the first part is to find out which is the correct strategy mm-hmm. see in this four people right like we ourselves saying all four are so arteta needs to know who are the best two center back pairings for him he mm-hmm. has to try different uh, combinations and everything and then only he'll be able to understand see as arun said like even arteta will know this season like is not going to be like uh, a big season for us the one realistic option is like through europe uh, for europe is like through europa league no other realistic option like so he can try all of these things this year rather than like in the new year season mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. by the end of this season right like uh, two things can happen one is he would have found the best two center back pairing or mm-hmm. the other thing is right all these people would have played with all of them together so whoever plays on that time right they all will have a good understanding mm-hmm. so it works that way also so this is the season where he can take it see and when arun said about klopp right even klopp was like eighth or ninth in his very first season because he also has to understand that he a great coach like him takes his own time so that is what is happening see one thing we can say is like we are making lot of mistakes which needs to be avoided but i think that is part of progression that will also happen a good example is like in the past right uh, 
after we make mistakes the team like goes uh, i am saying even vengazira we'll make mistakes lose and then like uh, after that like we'll have like five or six games where we will play really good because of that mistake but in atatas right like we are seeing lot of examples where the team learns from that mistake and fights back in the same game itself even here right like uh, see in the beginning of the season we were saying after 1-0 our team didn't show the passion to like score another goal now when we are down 3-0 I think like after 2017 or something we are coming back and drawing again. Mm. When you are down 3-0 like we used to lose. Like yeah. that kind of fight back right like uh, is something that is appreciable with this team because they are ready to learn be within the game itself and trying to like uh, change like whatever mistakes they were doing. So mm-hmm. that's a progression and uh, I agree like uh, even this game's first goal right is because of like this uh, center back rotation. Yeah. There was like, some communication gap and that resulted in that uh, goal is what I feel. And mm-hmm. uh, that kind of things will happen. But like uh, this season as such, right, is a different season. Like we are like in transition as well as like because of COVID, uh, I'm okay with this rotation. Any other season, I would have been in your uh, area or uh, supporting you only. Like this should not happen. No, but, but again, but Deepak... Is- If you guys think about it, uh, sorry, if you guys think about it, this is the first time we collectively failed as a team in a long time. All the other mistakes uh, that have led us to lose games or draw games have been individual mistakes most of the time. 90 to 95% have been individual mistakes. This was the first time I, I felt that we actually collectively failed as a team. For the first goal, for the second goal, for the third goal, it was all a collective failure. It was not like one person making a mistake leading to everything. You know, you can say that, well, yeah, KT did give the ball away. But after that, the entire defense with the midfield had a lot of time to recover and they did not. For the first goal, everybody was like concentrating on Antonio and that left like an acres of space for Linga, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is the first time in a long time that we've um, failed collectively as a team. Okay, Deepak, actually, I was I was about to ask you the similar question only. Uh, because the thing is... <laughs> it's not an individual mistake that 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 the first 30 minutes but i still feel there was a there was a problem with how we were set up especially starting obamyang on the right and saka on the left when saka has been working on the right properly and obamyang has been working on the left especially in the first goal you can see that uh, obamyang doesn't help chambers at all on the right and that is where the ball for uh, you know uh, jesse lingard comes from I wouldn't blame the goals on like set no, up on that. No, like, I am saying like it's not a one person, but that one person whom we could blame is Arteta. Like yeah, you are saying like the first goal is due to like Arteta starting Abu Mayang on the right and Saka on the left. I wouldn't say it's because of that. Even like if what like if Abu Mayang started on left and the goal was like on the Tierney's like left hand side, we could have said the same thing. So I wouldn't like. put that specific tactic as the reason where we underperformed the entire team was like not good for the mm-hmm. first 30 minutes and abumayang has been shit for like i don't know how long <laughs> uh, so yeah. the first thing was like they were putting pressure on us like constantly and, and that, that that is we another thing find any way to like like pass out from the back which we usually do and we we tried to hit the ball long mm-hmm. and as usual leno was like trying to hit abumayang and saka yeah both of them who doesn't hold the ball well yeah he could have tried to play through the middle at least to try to laka who could have tried something to hold the ball 
the first 30 minutes was like weird tactics both from the players as well as uh, yeah i would blame it on the players not on arteta like it is entirely on the players how they perform for the first 30 minutes just like switching wings mm-hmm. even like cause this kind of like chaos in the defense but but that the, now that you have mentioned it right like almost all the teams that are playing against us are now doing the same thing like press us early right the first minute they get like they want to press us early even though they they know that and and we are making those mistakes whether as a team or as an individual when at, when other opponent teams are pressing us early we are making that mistake right yeah, like the, we need uh, like time right the, the team needs time to like get used to this tactic yes and like, that is that is why my question is right because the center back pairing is changing every game because they don't see, uh, they, pick, and, uh, and that is not giving them the time that is what i'm saying no because of that is what i'm saying it's not about center back pairing or also like see, games where like we are continuously played the same center back also you could see this pressing the reason is like this team right like if you see they take some 5 10 minutes for them to like start uh, imposing things on the pitch and the opposition team right like uh, started realizing after that it's difficult to crack this team or like like they need to spend like lot of effort. the easiest way is like to use the first 5 10 minutes and like try to get some early goals and that uh, can put us in the back foot and that is what the strategy the other teams are doing which is itself right is a progression because like uh, earlier right the like i think we are losing then they can like attack now like they need to get afraid of us which is a sign okay. okay i think like i have some network issues today sorry about that no. like, am i audible now yes but uh but we got we got what you are saying but deepak uh you can finish the thought on that especially because i think you you still had some points no. on that uh yeah like as elen said like it's it's like how the teams like try to attack us at the first instance like they know like once we settle down and we like pass around easily the press like as uh, like previously discussed in few pods you are, you always ask the question why don't we start like well mm-hmm. why we always concede those early goals so that is one thing which arteta needs to look into he has been like improving us like slowly so maybe this is the next thing which he has to improve like start the games faster like mm-hmm. put more pressure on the opponents and like try for us to goal uh, score the first goal not just like take it slow for first 10 minutes and then start imposing whatever you want to do so yeah that 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 is something arteta needs to look into he better like start figuring out his center back pairing <laughs> i don't want to continue this into the next season because yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay because i i feel he cannot justify this next season like being in 10th position or like even like outside of top 6 for me he has to finish at least in top 6 next season Mm-hmm. They're finishing in top six. They're finishing in top four next season. <laughs> That's Only a... top six. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, just one other thing, like say in the current way of playing, right, or in the current setup, one person who cannot do much values over, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. See, he can do value only when he scores. Other than that, like he doesn't do much, and like he's not scoring also now. So. but he is the highest paid player and he is our marquee player so what can arteta do like arteta is trying his best to find out something where he can add more value he played him in the center he played him on the left initial stage and now he's trying in the right he's trying to fit him in but like that is not working for him maybe due to our form also but like that is where like 
at a time, like whatever you are saying, right, is happening. Like uh, even if you put him on the left hand, he's not supporting Tierney much. Like our attacks will uh, completely stop from that other side. So mm-hmm. all this can happen, and I, that's a difficult situation for any manager. Like even uh, manager with a lot of experience, when their market player is not. Right, it's a difficult one. Okay, yeah. So I that... guess Ellen. So yeah, I guess like Ellen was basically trying to say, "Bin Abu Mayang and some other player." Ellen is oh, going like... to come up with a banner now, like Bin Abu Mayang. I don't think we'd be able to do that. I don't think there's a team yeah. that's willing to get him at this point. Yeah, like it's like we are stuck in a situation where we played like we paid like more to Abu Mayank, and we. The thing is, like we we had to sign him, like we had to sign the extension for him because Arteta needed like some big signing yeah. or like a marquee signing to like for the supporters to get behind him. Not so, just the supporters, the rest of the team. It gives yeah. a lot of confidence because if you saw we all all that we had were youngsters. and and a bunch of like no good footballers so for them to actually get the confidence you needed to have your captain sign on and he was given the form that we had last season yeah he had to sign and i agree with you yeah no it's not about signing him that is a problem i think the deal the problem is the duration for me right even even when we were talking during the time when the signing was announced i had the same problem signing him for 3 years he is already very 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 comfortable in the london life and there was no other option because think about it he's past 30 this is is going to be his last big contract he would not go for anything less than 3 years that that yeah. was that was a given because 3 years would also be like at the end of second year if there is a possibility we could possibly sell him you know if if that happens so that is the insurance for both the club and the player so 3 years was like kind of a given i wasn't like uh, in fact i was happy i was happy when he signed i still am yeah. hmm yeah like we wouldn't be talking about this if he was like scoring the goals which he had yeah <laughs> for the past 2 years so yeah. i uh, i am hoping that he would like get back, back to his old self so and like yeah no I the the, like the because like, so No, the Because problem is yeah. Spice Sorry. it out. No, no. I'll make it a little bit spicy for you. Like uh, Aubameyang was punished uh, for the last game, right against Spurs. Did he like took it on Arteta on this game because he missed some sitters, which uh, very rarely he, uh, misses. He did that in Olympia, of course. I think <laughs> missed a lot of sitters. So even this game, like I felt like some of the things he could have like uh, scored. Like see, they were not like that clear as like Olympia, because like I'm seeing like a pattern like after that. No, I don't think Aubameyang is that type of a player who takes stuff out of in the in the pitch. Uh, actually, he, he he is not a person who reacts on the pitch. He would react elsewhere. I think in the social media and stuff. I don't think he reacts on the pitch. Yeah. But the misses he had against Olympiacos like showed that he is showing it on the pitch. I've never <laughs> seen like a player who misses so many chances. <laughs> no, that is just Aubameyang, right? He, he, if you take away goals from Aubameyang, Aubameyang is has got nothing else in his in his in his kitty, right? He 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 has he no. has pace, he has goals. That's it. No, no, in Olympiacos games, right? Some of the games, if he hadn't tried anything, like. If he had just like stand there, like it would have been goal. Those kind of goals he was missing there, like trying something. <laughs> I wouldn't feel like Abu Mohan has just goals. 
for me he is like he has the best uh, like uh, what do you say like celebration ஒன்னும் <laughs> 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 everything flowed through him right everything was through obamiang yeah. so he had more he had more of an impact right now it is not the case the goals last are... year basically like we were like a burnley or like some team with like a world class striker up front that yeah. was our gameplay tierney used to hit a long ball obamiang would just cut on the right and score a world that was our tactics that's how we won the fa cup actually <laughs> 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 hopefully we can do the same and get a europa europa league cup this time <laughs> or we like we are the second favorites to win the europa at Who's least the... we have to make the finals no, who is the first united. oh united okay <laughs> i still think united has the you know ole effect where they get out of semi final or quarter final so no. <laughs> we say ole want... effect for a long time and they are continuously growing maybe because of one or two players but still they are growing So we should not like uh, make but fun of them. For them to be able to get to this level, it has taken a lot of time. That yeah. I agree. That's, that I that's agree. the thing. Like if And a lot get, of money. <laughs> a lot of money too. Yeah. So we can, we do not have the money uh, that even like a Liverpool possesses. So we have to be like really careful with what we do. It should be like, I, I, I wouldn't diss Ole at all. Like who would have thought that United would be where they are on the table given how... we were like dissing them right at the beginning of the season you know mm-hmm. so in that sense he's I, i i don't know what more do the united fans want they have to be very realistic like city is at a different level they're not going to win the league um like united are not going to win the league while city are playing like this uh, so i don't know what the city fans expect united fans expect from ole like do, do you want the league no that's not going to happen be realistic think about they like what top- some like title like us like at least to the <laughs> <laughs> No they won the No that was with Mourinho not yeah, with Ole. They won the Europa League under Mourinho the last yeah. year. How much uh, yes, Ole has done like it's not like less than 2 years right like uh, yeah, so give him like, time. You have to be realistic you're not giving him like a great team you know. And and that is that is how folks this has turned from an Arsenal podcast <laughs> to <laughs> an United podcast. No, it's, <laughs> it's because it's a very similar situation at least Ole had like a stint at some big club in, in Norway. Adara didn't have anything he was just mm. like assisting pep so if their expectations for that have to be realistic this has to be super realistic you know you're giving a new manager job at one of the biggest clubs in the world you have to have decent realistic expectations you cannot expect him to win the league mm. or like you know win the champions league or anything in his first season give him time it's it's a pro- it's it's a process in progress it's a project uh, in progress yeah. <laughs> that's going to take time <laughs> so trust the process is what uh, we are uh, we are at the end of the day uh, and, mentioning and on the, on the same thing yeah we just like we were talking about the center back pairing and and mm-hmm. and like the tactics at the beginning yeah if you had listened to both lakasat and arteta's post match process they both pretty much said the same thing mm-hmm. lakasat we didn't respect the manager's plan yeah. and arteta said we had a specific plan mm-hmm. and and it, it it 
we what we did playing alba on the right and laka on the left was supposed to work in a specific way the team just didn't bother implementing that i was only so, after yeah, just about the players that's exactly for me it's more on the players this that the first 30 minutes were not about the manager for me it was more about the players because the manager has given you instructions i know what i'm doing i know saka usually plays on the left i'm putting right i'm putting it on the left for a specific reason i'll go execute my plans and if you don't do that and you play for 30 minutes like shit the manager has no option he has to just switch players around again and that's what he did it was after the second or third goal that we got back to like uh, uh, the uh, after the yeah after the second goal which i am really pissed about uh, exactly. because i think the second goal shouldn't have stood i know this is not uh, a this is not a uh, this thing fair thing uh, a lot of pundits and everyone has their rules and stuff i'm not saying that rules don't allow it but still the second goal shouldn't have stood especially when the referee was about to come out and draw a defensive line people saw so one that second he took out he oh, took out his spray and he is coming out to draw a line one second picasso one second picasso people yeah. saw that like he took out the spray yeah. but like please go and see the replays again and again mm-hmm. how many of our players are seeing the referee mm. doesn't If matter our players are seeing the, no 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 doesn't matter see, doesn't matter see, one thing, no one thing the rules doesn't say like when a player uh, referee is going to draw the line like a player cannot take a free kick there's I'm, no rule like that i am there's not no, saying, like a, see, i'm no, not no contesting like it that. i'm not contesting it from a rule point no, of no, view no. i'm contesting no, no, it no, from that's what a... i'm saying no 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 that's what i'm saying rule point of view it is fine if our players are all focused on the referee and they were like waiting for that line to be drawn then i can agree your argument our players were like not even focusing on the referee they were completely switched off no if I... we had scored that goal right if we had scored that goal right like we would be celebrating for their uh, smartness oh, smart. and we'll be yeah. saying it is within the rules see i i understand it see, from it was like point I of agree- view i am i'm not no, no, saying no, it is against said, right? the rules i agreed No, no, no. I would have agreed with you if our players were focused on the referee. They were not at all focusing on the referee. Also, they were like completely like uh, waiting for the whistle or something to come, and they were like losing their focus, and that resulted in that goal. See, I was I... also in your gang only at the beginning of the match, but when I saw the replays again and again, it was more our mistakes than like. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying this is not our mistake. I'm not saying this is against the rule or anything. But the referee has to take up a. take up a side on this one either he 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 lets the game flow or he gets the uh, game to stop how many times have we seen the referee to bring back the ball to the place like if we move a little bit away a free kick a little bit away from where the incident happened how many times have the referee has asked people to take you know the free kick from a, because sp- so, a certain point because so, why is that not in your own, no no i will use your own word itself football's rules right are ambiguous no i'm i'm not and, saying no 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 see are okay. ambiguous and the referee right each referee interprets in a different way mm-hmm. and this referee has interpreted the same rule in a way that he can allow this game see he was see, the one who's going to, to draw be... no no he I... is the one he is the one who's going to draw that uh, line mm-hmm. he hasn't even started drawing that or he hasn't even like gone to that level because like why he was about to do they already did it it is into his consideration now whether he has to blow a whistle to restart it or he has to allow it to continue yes the rule allows both the things for him and yeah. he has allowed it to continue and so there's nothing which wrong, is wrong in what that is which is which wrong is, is, what... is wrong no how it is wrong <laughs> how it saying? is wrong like see no, he is following the rules so he is following yeah, the rules because he's not the... following the rules i can agree it is wrong hmm. the, 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 the free kick was awarded right the free kick was awarded 
play was allowed to start mm-hmm. and they started the play only when the referee allowed whether he had the can in his hand whether he has the can above his hand immaterial if the play has started unless he immaterial there ends it, it ends there the play has started the referee has allowed it if the referee hadn't allowed it or blown not blown his whistle i agree with you it doesn't matter if the referee has allowed it the play has started and they started the play they just took the goal i really don't see when i saw it initially i was on your on your side i was like why have they started without the referee blowing the whistle but he did blow the whistle he said like he pointed to the spot the free kick started and they took the goal so i really don't see why there should be an issue in here mm, i still uh, don't uh, agree to that but we'll we'll agree to disagree on that i have seen many instances where like referee takes that uh, whatever we 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 uh, can like then, then like they have let like the play to go on the can so, yeah. should not be an indication of anything at all the the, the line is draws the line yeah it it shouldn't be like like we shouldn't even discuss this it was a legitimate goal mm. and we okay. were like, like we lost our concentration yeah. it is definitely not stuff. a case of uh, the fa or the referees being against us no okay but uh, but again the third goal was was a really horrible horrific goal deepak right like uh, especially i think that was D- david luiz mistake he should have uh, you know uh, followed uh, the guy uh, especially since the back four was taken in an idea especially chambers uh, mari and luiz were taken for that specific scenario right for because of the aerial threat that they had and to lose a goal from an aerial threat uh, was was really not looking good and and also i felt that for that goal especially i felt that leno could have done something more uh yeah like because the ball kind of like came in like, he hits the ball and then gets reflected and deflected and then goes in leno could have you know moved a little bit forward collected the ball or something like that coming to like lewis or like chambers like antonio is like someone who like troubles almost every single defender in premier league even if you take van dijk or someone mm-hmm. he is like so good like 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 whatever he does somehow the ball sticks to his head yeah, or yeah. foot or something he does he's so, like Dro- I mean, drogba right like kind of yeah so like, maybe you should I sign him like, <laughs> maybe we should I sign him I don't want him on that. <laughs> probably like see like after that he didn't have like that much impact on the game. He did have a few things like so we wouldn't like talk about this like unless he hadn't scored this. Like Lewis won like many more headers in the game after like conceding the goal. Yeah. So, but, uh, we also have to give credit to the opposition player. They were like really good first 30 really good. Yeah, the first 30 minutes was insane. Yeah. so they were like literally playing like city or something hmm he made them like look like city plus they also like really put like that much effort in the first 30 the, the pressing was insane yeah yeah they, they, they pressed really well in the first 30 minutes they didn't but know, he could have done better but i wouldn't like blame they were like that third goal was like really good but after that arun uh, once we started you know giving back uh, especially i felt uh, chambers had a really good game um, offensively and defensively so um, especially especially i think i mean even before that odegaard has been doing that but then 
Chambers and Odegaard connected in a really good way for the first goal that we scored. The ball to release Chambers and then the and then Chambers cross and then Laka's first touch was really good. But I don't think his shot would have gone in if not no. for the deflection. No, no, no. But it was. He was, uh, he was yeah. disappointed when he learned that it wasn't given as a goal. Dude, it wasn't your goal. It was going out. You know? <laughs> it was definitely going out. <laughs> but but the first touch was really good and laka always seemed to have that right where he takes the touch turns and shoots that is something that laka is really good at or uh, am i just being deluded here he is really good but he doesn't finish it properly yeah, yeah. that's the problem <laughs> yeah so yeah he got a great chambers, touch yeah. yeah coming to chambers he was like really good i was like he has like what like half the pace of bellerin Mm-hmm. but his positional sense was like really good yeah. he knew when to go forward and when to stay back and stuff i was like really impressed with and him. his passing was really good he doesn't lose yeah. a lot of you know puts a lot of uh, loose balls or something like that even that out, outside of the boot pass which uh, like i said yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, kind of dings that i was like oh, okay yeah <laughs> no, players, i think like the <laughs> Chambers yeah, playing in Fulham, right? Helped him in his passing. Like lot, he played yeah. a center defensive midfielder, and uh, that's where, like, I think he picked up this passing technique. So, mm-hmm. because like before that, he was never this much of a good passer. After that, I see a big improvement uh, on him. No, not just the passing, right? It is, it is as deep. No, said, the other but... aspects are different. The other aspects he added before also. The passing was one like he was struggling before. because think, chambers right like uh, before uh, he went into this exile or like uh, this thing he was actually good yeah very good prospect but like uh, because of the other people right bellerin was super at that time like he didn't get much chances <laughs> and uh, other things uh. now like looking at this uh, right like bellerin looks like the weakest of all our uh, right, right back, back options team, right especially yeah. i was I, i was thinking about the same thing especially now that you see both uh, uh, you know chambers and cedric Cedric. they have they are able to you know put crosses in which crosses the first defender from the right that that is something that is new for us when i'm looking at it i'm like oh my god arsenal could do this you know cross across the first defender and uh, yeah especially the goal the first goal before the half time was a game changer right that gave yeah, us the that yeah. gave us that the, gave us the confidence confidence to go ahead and uh, and and play well in the second half we could have got another one too the one that bukayo just Saka. hit directly yeah. Saka, at the people yeah that is arun actually that is kind of a, a thing that i wanted to discuss uh, saka for all all the praise that we have done i think he has kind of faded a little bit in the past couple of games right he has not done mm-hmm. a lot is it is it or just that we have kept a very high standards for him that we want him yeah, to score true. or assist every other game or else yeah. he doesn't look to be good no we, we like it's i i understand what you're saying in terms of like him fading away but let's not forget that the kid is 20 years old mm. yeah and he's been like carrying the, uh, the the team this season till like you know odegaard esr and all these guys started really playing well it was saka who was doing everything for us so and i i always say this young players it always happens when they play a lot of games at the beginning of the season towards the end of the season they do not have it in their bodies to continue it it's and and the mind it takes a huge toll on their heads you know so it saka would want to play every game yes 
But is he going to be at the same level? No, because obviously it takes a toll on your body and your mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, you look at the kid, he's tiny and he's with that body, he's able to, he's got a very good center of gravity. It's very hard to knock him off the ball. And he's, that's how he's beating players and like going off and scoring these things on like providing assists. But at 20 years old, your body has starts reacting in a certain way. If you take this much of load over two seasons, not one season, over two seasons, starting at the end of last season, he's the one who's been doing everything. So I think it's it's just a blip. It, he might not continue to play well even till the end of the season, but it's not nothing to be worried about. That's that's how I would say. You know, mm. he might Talking. not be giving in like eight or nine on ten performances every game, but he would give like a six or seven. Which is pretty much the norm for Murad, most of the players in the team. You know, most of the mm-hmm. players in the team give a six or seven, and he's been giving eight, nine, nine point five, mm-hmm. and that's why a six or seven from him seems too low. But it's it's normal, it's average if you mm-hmm. think about it. But uh, but talking about young players, Ellen Odegaard, how impressed are you again with him? Really, he just bossed the midfield for me in that game, and I felt like it is like seeing the you know peak Fabregas. in the team that's so like a lot of people gave that comparison yeah he was doing so, everything see, he had the character that... like he pushed everyone come on let's go kind of thing and arteta kind of mentioned that he is a very quiet kid but on the pitch he is very forceful i am really 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 i don't know if i should be excited <laughs> because he's a lone player no <laughs> actually no actually i'm more worried now actually i'm more worried now like if he had <laughs> performed this level right like he might be loaned uh, to us for one more season <laughs> now like real madrid might want him back <laughs> so seriously like uh, the kid is like really amazing like he's improving uh, with a uh, every game like and i'm just starting to think like when was the last loan signing or like a january signing for us like uh, who made this kind of an impact Kim Kelstrom. <laughs> I was I was going for Lestiner, but yeah, Kim Kelstrom sounds good. Yeah, uh, Dennis Suarez. Or maybe was like what Ashawin. Like, Ashawin, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was also thinking. I, I am not I am not joking when I say Kim Kelstrom. He played a huge role in the FA Cup yeah. final that we won. I'm really not joking. I was thinking Kim Kelstrom. <laughs> but uh, but yes, he, Ashwin he was the one that came to my mind too. Like uh, mm. I couldn't think of, and but Ashwin was like a permanent signing. And loan signing, yeah. nobody I couldn't uh, think of. Uh, no, but uh, if if there was an, uh, I think uh, Kellum Chambers got the man of the match award. But I I yes. really thought that Odegaard should have, you know, at least gotten like. joint man of the match award or something like that how we given cricket right uh, he he had all the pre assists he had the character and everything so do you think we will be able to get him for one more season or sign him perf- uh, like permanently ellen permanently uh-huh. doubtful maybe one more season loan possibly because like uh, the other guys in real madrid right they are not going to go next year also so mm-hmm. for game time alone like uh, this thing but again there will be lot of other uh, clubs now wanting him for loan to like or like signing to so will be difficult but i think we might get for one more year hmm. hopefully okay he is not getting into the real madrid team that is for sure yeah but real madrid will ha- ask for a lot of money yeah but then maybe if they want to sign him permanently they would yeah, like last pod we discussed like go yeah, yeah. get them for like one more season yeah <laughs> Uh, no, but, but I I I I think we would probably be signing him, and even if we do, it would be like a buyback clause yeah, that they would activate. Mm-hmm. Because if you think yeah, about yeah. it, Madrid 
need new players and madrid would definitely go into the market and they do not have the money mm-hmm. and odegaard is like a market signing for them he is not like a normal signing he's part of the norway's golden generation player mm-hmm. so it and seems to that sure. uh, this thing also like when in the next 3 4 years when he becomes that world class player it fits into their signing uh, style also yeah because right now their higher priorities are like signing someone like mbappe and a striker i think uh, with cruz cruz is like still young he would definitely go for another 3 or 4 years uh, given the way he's been playing he's, he's a machine and uh, given that i'm i'm sure that they wouldn't be like really concentrating on this position right now which is advantageous for us and if they do need to buy a guy like mbappe they're going to need like 150 million plus and uh, someone like uh, odegaard would probably raise the funds for them to be able to make that transfer so in that sense i think there is a possibility that we could sign him but uh, talking about the i mean talking about signing him as actually it was impressive for me when shaka was substituted and then we played kind of parte as the deepest of the midfield and then two two number 8s um with uh, odegaard on one side and uh, esr yes. on the other it was exciting but it was also scary because during that time is when um, you know west ham looked to get us on every break right whenever they got a chance to go forward they hit the woodwork uh, uh, and antonio should have scored the other one tierney blocked like twice and so um deepak do you think that is the way forward like to play both um you know both odegaard and esr in the team with parte as the deepest uh, playmaker which means us moving away from your favorite granite shaka uh, uh it's like uh, shaka needed rest definitely he yeah. has been playing like week in week out and this was like last two games he wasn't like up to his usual standards which he was showing for the last three months Mm-hmm. he was slightly getting back into his old self his old <laughs> is this is the usual standard then <laughs> yeah, like we all know like how bad shaka was and how good he has yeah. turned out to be like this season so i wouldn't say like we should be moving with this system like uh, probably against like teams with like uh, like low blocks we can try this see mm-hmm. how it works no Actually. because especially especially since arteta has been moving into different systems right he started with the back three then he did the wingers then he did like the midfield so for me i why i ask this question is is this the way arteta sees us for like moving forward no, i don't think so i don't think so he won't play without a defensive midfielder no at that point we had to have just one defensive minded guy Mm-hmm. we were like throwing the kitchen sink at it and we had to go full attack that's why he even got like gabby after a point everybody was screaming for gabby got their like uh, you know like they, they did get their wet dream realized when gabby did come on and play but like if you really think about it that's the thing we did not have we did not need a defensive minded player at that point when you when you're chasing the game to draw the game and you need a goal shaka was the one who was dispensable right Mhm between Shaka and Party Shaka is more dispensable Party can do both stay both stay back and be the creative force or like push the ball forward Shaka cannot do that he's more like you know close and if you see all his passes were like 
he wouldn't make as many progressive passes as uh, party does and at that point you needed that you needed someone who could enforce and like push the ball forward to these two guys like mm-hmm. you said the two number 8 saka so... makes the most progressive passes <laughs> in the entire team like the one advantage party has is like he can move the ball forward yes, exactly, without yeah. passing so yeah yeah, yeah. and also i think uh, pate had a really good game uh, in in the sense that he the passing range the way he uh, he was orchestrating the midfield he kept their two midfielders quiet uh, to a sense right i mean their forwards had all the chances but their midfielders did nothing uh west ham's midfield except for that uh, declan rice uh, run yeah that that was crazy that was crazy i was like <laughs> someone tackle him get him down take a red take a red yeah <laughs> but uh, rice is like 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 he's turning out to be like a, like almost like a world class player like who was saying it will be good yeah i think he would go into some one of the big teams right uh, when, yeah. whenever he moves i think he would go into like those big money big move uh, kind of thing um yeah. rather than saying a big team i would say a team that can afford him yeah i mean it is going to be in england right like i mean that's what is he i don't think rice is going to move to any other country that's not no, going to happen Engl- english players are like english chicken. players they, never they go to other countries like yeah, they don't like we can sign That's why I said affordable. That's why I changed. It's not a good team. It's a team that can afford him. You know, I think Chelsea would. Chelsea would because they need someone in the middle of the park. Yeah, if Chelsea do, that would be the biggest comedy. It would be bigger comedy. They already have too many players for that. Yeah. Plus, they Chelsea let him go. Chelsea doesn't need him. So, he was their yeah. academy player. They let him go and you're going to sign him back. Or, uh, or maybe Everton would do. Um, Everton for know. 75 mil? No, no, no. They they pay fifty million for Richarlison, so they. No, no, no. They'll uh, uh, like uh, United will sign him and sell Pogba. <laughs> uh, maybe you should, you should probably change the name of the pot to like oh general transfer. <laughs> <This is Richland. laughs> we have to get the next. I mean next episode. Anyways, we are in uh, the international break. We have to do all break, these yeah. things. Anyways. Uh, but uh, one last thing that I would like to talk about is that. Uh, because of the international break and after that we are facing all the big teams right and also we are making progress in uh, the europa europa so this is going to be the next few or the next few months are going to be really really challenging from a team's perspective the next two uh, months yeah, yeah so uh, what are your final thoughts on the next uh, two months arun we have a winnable set of games if you think about it the uh, the big teams that we playing are liverpool yeah um, everton and chelsea yeah we're not playing uh, out of the remaining nine games so we have like six winnable games and i'm pretty sure if there is no van dyke we can manage to win against liverpool or at least like get a draw there mm-hmm. uh, everton too we have a possibility of a draw chelsea bother me i know i said in the beginning when tuchel was appointed that i don't trust him it could be a new manager bump too but the thing is they have not conceded a goal usually new manager bumps players uh, the teams concede goals they 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 win they win but they win 2-1 or 3-2 or 3-1 mm-hmm. these guys have been winning 1-0 like it is a part of a plan that has been executed perfectly so that makes me worry about chelsea so much that i would even like call them a possible title contender for next season mm. if, okay if if the, so in that they sense they have the players they should be yes. they have the players they have yes, the players they do have the players but then like 
if you take that center back thing uh, thiago silva out you only the only other player that did you have is rudiger rudiger is good but is he like good enough to carry on for an entire season with some zoma i don't think so zoma too zoma zoma's decent but zoma's is he good enough to like go on for an entire season as a prime center back i am not sure about that so that's my mm-hmm. concern but outside of that i would definitely put chelsea there as like a title contender for next season and i think this season too they'll definitely finish in the top 4 mm-hmm. uh, so given that i see chelsea as the one only real tough game the only tough game like when our run of forms from now on that we have a high chance of definitely losing hmm so the rest of the games we would definitely we have a great chance of getting at least one point out of it but chelsea i don't see us getting any points there um like if i were to be realistic and not in a very predictive mood you know mm-hmm. if we could, if i if i was not asked to predict anything in terms of the score lines i would say this if you ask me about score lines i'm going to give you a 1-1 draw ellen but uh, also uh, apart from the league we also have the europa league and and uh, slavia prague uh, is our next next round and after that we are going to pay, play uh, unai emery's team that's our way forward right that is that is where we are seeing um and i am not sure that we are very confident against slavia prague uh, especially with you know the games that is going to be in and around that time because we'll be me- we'll be meeting uh, liverpool first then the slavia praha and then sheffield united who who are not our favorite opposition kind of team so what do you see in that sense see if you take europa league right we thought like we will lose against benfica itself we crossed mm-hmm. that hurdle and olympiakos is one team who was always troubled as in europe yeah. for many reasons and like we crossed that also mm-hmm. so like i am actually more confident against slavia praga than the other two teams so mm-hmm. and like uh, meeting uh, emery again is going to be the highlight <laughs> like uh, as like i've uh, heard it in other forums and like say even in a few of our guys have told in the past also once it, we have come to quarter finals right all the matches are going to be like finals yeah. and like uh, it's like on the game day like who performs well they are going to win it is going to go in that mode so i think in those kind of games right arteta has like more control on the team and like he has like more uh, Uh, capability wise also like so mm-hmm. i expect us to do well in europa league with respect to premier league right like i'm like uh, see whatever arun said right like uh, i also expect us to maybe win against liverpool and other teams but mm-hmm. the remaining six teams right like obviously sheffield or this thing i expect us to lose one or two that is again because of the transition that is happening not because like they are good or like it's like the old arsenal where we lose power in second lower team Okay, it is not I, like that okay yeah. i have to cut you there because uh, we are running out of time i'll get deepak's uh, points on it deepak where do you yeah. see us finishing finishing oh, the right. season i mean europa it's league not, give... it's not difficult it's not difficult go on we can either finish 9th <laughs> or 10th go on <laughs> yeah i see us finishing uh, because we... there is still mathematically a chance we could finish in top 6 top 6 uh, what <laughs> <laughs> I see. Like, if if it's mathematically possible, like you you are saying, like your expectation is like Arteta has to win all the games. Otherwise, <laughs> useless. So, like, no. But like for me, like we would finish like eighth or ninth. Mm-hmm. Not even like last season's uh, seventh or eighth. No. 
Vikas was speaking like a true Wenger fan. <laughs> <laughs> Mathematical possibilities. <laughs> and and Europa League, do you see us go all the way? I mean, you already said that United is the only team you are uh, you are yeah, worried like, about. On, but on paper, like we should be like going towards the final. Like we have like got a good like draw. Mm-hmm. Like if you see. So, but Slavia Prague is like has been like a kind of giant killers. Like mm-hmm. defeated. Like, but we are not giants, so why should we worry about it? When you take theirs, when you take their stature for for them, we are giants. So, hopefully, we don't take that fixture lightly. Like like Laka said, like we didn't execute like for thirty minutes. What if these idiots and go and do the same in that fixture? And Sabalas should not play that 180 minutes. Sabalas should not be on the plane. Sabalas should not be on the plane for any of them. Yeah, that's what. Uh, he can play us... Premier League, not in Europa League year after. I see us winning that fixture, Slavia Prague, but the uh, semi-final, I'm not sure if like Villarreal comes and Emery is like too good and it's just too leg ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. uh, he hasn't lost uh, any tie, right, in Europa no. League, no. like uh, in a double leg tie. Any double leg tie. Yes, Anyways, uh, it's been a nice part. Thanks, guys, for joining in. Uh, we'll meet uh, before the Liverpool game. We'll talk a couple more times uh, before this international break is over because uh, it'll be a good time to talk without any pressure. Thanks again, guys. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Uh, come on, you guys. And that is the end of the pod. For more Arsenal-related content, please like, subscribe, and share to the Awake Owners Podcast. See you next week. Arsenal! Arsenal!